Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Thursday morning. Appreciate you all tuning in to join me this morning and uh, get our day going in the right direction. And uh, for those who may have watched our Wednesday evening service, I showed a uh, uh, best of Vic Young, if you will, <laughs> from February 2nd of 2014. And I'm glad I did. I feel like it's really relevant uh, to uh, what we're even going through today, even though it's seven years ago. But uh, I'm really struggling, and uh, I attempt um, to not even do a devotion this morning because my ears are, guys, I tell you, you have no idea. If you never had ear problems, uh, be grateful. Uh, it has uh, been, been rough, really has. Don't mean to sit up here and complain, nothing like that, but uh, uh, I just realized that uh, I wasn't feeling too good yesterday. I had a really bad day, and so that's why I had to... I had to do a little rerun, if you will, but uh, so I appreciate your understanding. Let's see what we have. Uh, watch this. We're going to Amy Oaks Turner, Terry Irick Webb. We got Darlene Barker, Tracy Little. Uh, Darlene says, beautiful morning to all. Prayers for Matt and Brandy. Thank you. So many other spiritual brothers and sisters. Thank you, Darlene. Jennifer Honeycutt, Kelly Jeanette Swift, and uh, appreciate you all. For tuning in this morning and joining us and uh, it's going to be a great day today you know this is the day the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it so praise God for that so Terry Hutchinson good morning all right my friends at this time let us do our pledge of allegiance so be able to stand place your hand over your heart please do so I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right, my friends. I just really look forward to doing those pledges in the morning. I really do, and I hope that you do as well. It just brings back a lot of memories for me. Uh, like I said, uh, Going to a Christian school as a kid, this is uh, something we did a lot, and uh, a lot of times uh, they'd ask for volunteers to hold the flags or the Bible, and of course, uh, and, uh, we was always excited to get picked to do one or the other, but uh, but I hope you hope you enjoy those. Well, you know, it's that time of the morning again, boys and girls, where we get to talk about political lunacy. <laughs> so, you know, I, uh, of course, this should be no surprise that... Uh, uh, Biden's uh, approval ratings are hitting all-time historic lows and continues to fall. And it amazes me, though, uh, out of 81 million people, I'm trying to, you know, you crunch the numbers, hard to believe it's 31% approval rating, just saying. But anyway, <laughs> it's nuts, man. It's just crazy, crazy times. You got Peppermint Patty. I tell you, every time she gets up there and opens her mouth, they just lying to the to liberals is like breathing if i don't know if y'all have ever noticed that or not it's just undoubtedly unbelievable how they lie into the kool-aid drinkers out there who believe it it just it's it's amazing they're trying to backstep on this whole uh, crack pop deal 
<laughs> your crack pops out to everybody. Wear your mask, but here's your crack pop. But uh, so they're trying to back, double back on that big time. Uh, it is, uh, and then you have this um, uh, with the truckers union up the, in Canada and uh, some of the stuff that's going on there. But uh, the one big thing, though, is how they are, uh, the liberals are backtracking big time. And uh, you tell it's election time and how they're saying, oh, you, can, you don't have to wear your mask now. You, we, we don't have to have that. They're, they're, they're saying that the uh, pandemic is, is pretty much over. And, you know, and I, I do believe that the pandemic uh, uh, is, has been over. I think that this virus is kind of like the flu. It's here to stay. We have to learn to deal with it. Johns Hopkins has come out and said the, the masks were ineffective and uh, herd immunity is is effective. Uh, to be isolated doesn't work. Uh, so, you know, that's why I get so mad and aggravated. Uh, Brady has to really get on when we go to a doctor's office somewhere. <laughs> you know, I, I just I don't want to wear it. It's just to me, it's a, it feels like a muzzle, a sign of oppression. It may, I know it's not, but it's just. Man, I just I hate it. And I wear it under my nose, under my chin. I put it around my eyes just to, because I just I just hate it. I was trying to prove a point that this is stupid. So she gets on me all the time about that. But I tell you, something that really bothered me too this morning on the news was uh, this woman was arrested. A parent was arrested. And she let her fourteen-year-old uh, daughter babysit her children. That uh, that that really amazed me. Now I can understand. It, well, I mean, they seem like a very middle to upper class family. Uh, they seem like they had it together. I can understand if it was a drug addicted home, as a dangerous environment. Uh, you know that. You know, still, you know, uh, arresting someone for that is still a little borderline even then. But still, you know, I, obviously that's you know we have to put our kids' best interest at heart. And for in that kind of situation, they need to be removed. Period. But anyway, uh, that I, you know. 14 years old, I, I thought that was a good age for, for get, you know, teenagers to be babysitting. That really amazes me that a uh, parent uh, was arrested uh, for neglect over that. And uh, uh, so I don't know, guys. i tell you what. I feel like sometimes we become more of a police state than anything. It just, it's just really... And I think that's why my temper's been so bad. I, you know, I've really been trying to fight it here lately, but I am just so angry with liberals. I'm so angry with what's going on in our country. I'm so angry with it's just, it, and it's just really coming out. And a lot, of course, I'm I'm angry being sick all the time, and it's just coming out in in, in not good ways. And uh, you know, uh, in my driving, I as I tell you all, I hate it with a passion. I hate it with a passion. Uh, just like yesterday, we went to McDonald's. Was coming around. This girl about side swiped me. I hit the brakes, blow the horn, and she's about that far from my car. And I start to go on, and she takes off again, and still about hits me again. And I was like, "What is going on? What? It is the world has gone mad." <laughs> just you know. But uh, we're going to have to. If you're like me, you may not be, but if you're like me, I have to keep reminding myself. You know, you need to cool it. God's in control, getting angry. I, you know, I, I was at the point where I'm about ready for a civil war and ready to fight. Now, I know that's not right. We need to be praying for our country, not being physically aggressive. But I've just had it, guys. I really have. And I have to really pray about it and really give it to the Lord. And it's a daily struggle for me. It really is. And I have a tough time. So, oh, well. But anyway, let's see here. Uh, hello, Kelly Layalis. Uh, Christy Layalis. I'm sorry, Kelly. I don't know. I keep reading this morning, Christy. Sorry. And, uh, yeah, Kelly says she's babysitting for money at 14. Exactly. So I don't, I don't get that at all. All right, my friends. Now that I've got done flapping my gums here on uh, stuff you all may or may not care about, I don't know. 
But uh, let's look at our verse of discussion. We're going to look at uh, Luke chapter 22, verses 31 through 32. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. All righty, that's me. Dear old Pappy always says, bless this reading, the hearing of it to our hearts. So, you know, I look at this verse uh, this morning. You know, one thing we can look at, you know, when you look at uh, the life of, hello, Carolyn Kelly. When you look at uh, Simon Peter, you know, I don't know about you all, but I, uh, one thing I really respect about the Bible is that it doesn't hide the flaws of great men of the Bible, the disciples, the apostles, me. it shows warts and all. And that's really, you know, you look at a work of fiction, uh, it airbrushes over any flaws. Uh, a work of fiction always upholds the hero uh, to, you know, like they're, you know, almost godlike in the fact that they don't do no wrong and they make all the right decisions and it's really unrelatable. But that's one of the things I love about the Bible is it demonstrates all the weaknesses and all the um, sins and all the things that are exposed. You know, it's a good thing that we didn't live during biblical times. Uh, you know, we, we, how'd you like to be for for all eternity? <laughs> your name is written in there and all your mistakes or flaws are shown to the whole world. And uh, so praise God. Uh, well, then again, if you got uh, social media, uh, you're probably about the same. <laughs> your, all your flaws are put out there anyway. And uh, but anyway, it is um, what we see with Peter, how he messed up constantly. And he and but God continued to use him and love him and forgive him. And that's one great thing gives encouragement to us as Christians that we are flawed and that we mess up. But yet God has a plan for us. He loves us and he wants to use us for his glory. And I should encourage you that much more. You know, Satan was asked to sift him like wheat. You know, when you think of that sifting, you know, it's kind of like a sieve. You know, I, I think of it uh, uh, kind of like either, I'm sure you've seen uh, movies and stuff when they're uh, sifting for gold, you know, that kind of the screen, that kind of situation or, or a, a flower sifter. And, you know, when the, whether it's gold or the wheat, you, you sift that and you see the little heads of grain uh, that are left behind after the others. So in other words, what Satan wanted to do, he wanted to tear Peter apart. It kind of goes back to Job and how, uh, you know, uh, Satan asked that he could attack Job. But the fact of it is, whether it's Peter or Job or even us, Satan is on a leash. He can only do so much. And that's why he was asking, uh, let me sit, you know, let me uh, tear him apart. And we, you know, because Peter in his overconfidence and his zealousness, uh, you know, maybe he thought he was spiritually uh, incapable of falling or failing. You know, you got to remember, he was the one that was, uh, you know, I guess I, I can relate to, relate to Peter a lot. Uh, and he's the one in his zealousness and, uh, uh, how can I put it, um, uh, aggressiveness. He's the one that cut off Malchus's ear when they come to arrest Jesus, you know, and he, he was ready to fight in. And so I guess, you know, uh, I like that. Uh, uh, I can relate to that redneck side of Peter, I guess, to a certain extent. But, you know, you see that you how Peter, you know, uh, denied Christ three times. And you can only imagine as Christ is going through the courtyard and Peter gazing upon the eyes of Jesus 
and realizing the failure that he was and what he did to deny him and that piercing stare into his eyes uh, could uh, had to be crushing uh, and, and mentally, spiritually, emotionally. No wonder Peter ran out crying. And I get choked up because I think about all my sins and I think about all the wrong that I've done and all the pain that I've caused him. And I think about that piercing stare of Jesus looking into my eyes and all I can do is feel crushed and feel remorse and feel so fallen. But that's why we need Jesus because without him, we are worthless. We are nothing. But through Christ, we are of great value and we are loved and we are forgiven. And even though we fall and we fail, he picks us back up. You know, my kids mess up and they may disappoint me and they may hurt me, but I still hug them and I tell them I love them and I tell them I'm proud of them no matter what. And, you know, that's one thing that Jesus does for us. You know, even though we fall and even though we fail and even though we've messed up and we're beating ourselves up for what we've done, Jesus picks us back up. He says, I love you. Ain't nothing ever going to change that. Nothing's going to snatch you out of my righteous, mighty right hand. Nothing's going to snatch you out of that. Nothing's going to remove you from that. I am here, and I love you. And, you know, that gives us great hope and encouragement for the future. It gives us something to look at. You know, without hope, uh, you know, you can live so many days without food. You can only live so long without water. But without hope, people will die almost instantly. And that's what, one thing that Christ does. He offers us a hope, a hope to cling to, a hope for a better life, a hope for a better future. You know, right now we're kind of floating around in the cesspool of this evil world and uh, looking and waiting for the rescue. And Jesus Christ is going to return soon. He's going to rescue us. And whether we live to see that or not, one day we're going to be standing in the presence of God. And so, my friends, don't give up. You know, it is, uh, you know... He knows what you're going to do. He knows you're going to fail. You know, your, your sins are of no big surprise to God. You don't sin, and God's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> you know, remember, God knows past, present, and future. And he knows what you're going to do before you even do it. So we don't need to take advantage of that, and we need to try hard to do better. But he understands our flaws. He understands our weaknesses. And see, that's one thing the devil wants to do. He wants to zero in on those weaknesses. And, you know, and we need to work hard to expose those weaknesses and give that over to God so that we become more become stronger and more confident and can have a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Every one of you watching here today has a weakness. You have an area that you are weak at, whether it's depression, fear, uh, maybe sexual things, maybe, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, it is, you know, anger, what, you know, there's a weakness that you all have. You know, there's some people out there you see that, um, say, uh, you know, boy, I wish I could be like that person. They never get angry. Everybody gets angry. Every single person that gets angry, it just comes out of different ways. So, you know, there's some people out there you think, boy, they never get upset. Trust me. They do. They just show it in a different way than you do. See, I don't care to open my big mouth and holler and complain and, <laughs> kick and scream but uh, i just do i am oh rusty and terry says nothing like god's unconditional love it carries me in life yes ma'am indeed but uh, uh that's one great thing he does carry us when we are 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 feel like when we're all alone that's why i love that poem of footprints in the sand that's when he's carrying us but we need to repent we need to understand uh that when we mess up, we need to repent. We need to ask God's forgiveness. We need to understand and uh, God's grace. We need to trust in Him as the sin bearer. 
that he did take our sins upon the cross and uh, he loves us. And that's all I can tell you this morning, my friends, is just to have that bit of encouragement. Understand that God is there. You know, we have these living examples of Peter and Paul and so many others. And, you know, even Paul, he got upset and, you know, he, he parted with company with people and, and got angry. And, and uh, he had his issues, too. Uh, you know, so that's one. you know, when we look at the Bible, I love how we can see that uh, these people are flawed just as much as we are. But we see God's grace abounding so much and even peter uh his ministry and what he did to spread the gospel and uh, when it's time for him to be martyred he wanted to be nailed upside down because he didn't feel worthy to be nailed to the cross like jesus and uh like i said i i know i get choked up about that but i just uh i can relate to peter in the fact that how unworthy i feel on a daily basis and if uh uh, I can understand where he's coming from. I don't want to be nailed like Jesus Christ because I am not worthy, and uh, none of us are. None of us are worthy to be under to be dirt under the the hills of Christ. But God makes us worthy. Jesus makes us worthy when we give our lives over to Him. So rejoice in that today, my friends. Don't get down on the on all the wrongs and all the mess ups and all the screw ups. All we can do is learn from those and try to do better and try to live today for Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, whatever mistakes you've made before or in the past or yesterday or two minutes ago, realize you're forgiven, do better, and live today for Jesus Christ. And that's all we can do. Don't ponder on the things you can't change, but let's work on the things that we can. And let's make sure we're focusing this day on Jesus Christ. Work this. Work, work hard. To live today to honor the Lord. Work hard to be a, to witness to somebody else. Work hard uh, to be that light in this world of darkness. And uh, I don't know about you, but I just want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And I, I can't wait till I get to enter to the glories of heaven. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful thing. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us every day uh, to honor you in our thoughts, word, and deed. Forgive us for our failures. Forgive us for our lack of trust and faith. Help us, Lord, to be encouraged of good cheer, to realize, understand what you have done for us, your forgiveness, your love, your mercy. Lord, let us live each day anew. Let us live each day to glorify you. And Lord, if there's anyone watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with all my brothers and sisters of Christ this morning as they're going out and coming in. Watch over, protect them, and keep them safe. Lord, be with our children as they're going to school and work. Watch over, protect them, put a hedge of protection about them. Bring them uh, back home safely. Lord, I pray that you'll be with my wife. you bring healing upon her. Uh, Lord, I do pray that uh, you'll be with Reggie and Tina Weems' son, Jonathan, as you bring healing upon him. Uh, Lord, I do pray for Ginger Hood and Kim Penix. And Lord, uh, so many, uh, every single person I said I would pray for on social media, Lord, I pray that you be with those situations and you will be done there. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, my friends, I appreciate y'all for tuning in and watching this morning. I just saw we're... Uh, uh, Karen Smith and Mike Kinsley. Uh, I don't know if I said hi to Rusty yet or not, but uh, appreciate y'all tuning in as well. Well, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless. <laughs>